This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Liam Maitland, KCBS foodie champ at Occitania, Oakland. We are in the 510 Chef Paul Canales. Good to see you, young friend. <laughs> We've known each other for 20 years and so good to be here with you at this table in your new house. Great to see you, and you look only 10 years younger than the last time I saw you. Here's to being 29 for life, Chef. Let's drink to that. Cheers. Cheers. And of course, I always begin by asking first, uh, what are we drinking? So you're drinking a beautiful rosé from the Occitan region. Um, It's a Grenache that is left a little bit on the lees, so you get a little bit of the blush. It's gorgeous, and I'm blushing. (laughs) Occitan in France, uh, obviously behind the name Occitania, Occitan, yeah. Yeah. the region. Uh, why that region? And how has that region informed the menu here? So I was looking, I always look for something that, that drags me kicking and screaming. Yeah. Because, you know, we're here for so many hours a day, there has to be a reason why. Yeah. So I was looking initially for that thing that might be like a duende or something to make kind of a funny joke. And I found this thing that was this mythical creature in the Occitan region of France. And I'm like, the only thing I knew about Occitan was L'Occitane, the, the soap company. Sure. And so I'm like, well, what is that? And it's in Provence. Well, then I find this ancient linguistic region that encompasses the bit of Catalan, the whole west side of the south of France, yeah. up to Bordeaux, right. including the Perigord, so we love black truffles, sure. going across just below Lyon, over to the tip of, of uh, the Piedmont region of Italy, yeah. down, including the Piedmont, all the, I mean, uh, the Provence, sure. all the way over to the Languedoc. Yeah. So I have all the perfect growing seasons for the Bay Area, all the things we love to eat, and everything we want to do, and so that's what pulled me in. How many trips did you have to take to the region to really get a sense of the cuisine, of the food, of the stories behind the food? I'm hoping you took many. Well, I, I, I didn't take any because I had been to all those places. I just didn't know that there was this overarching anchor called Occitania. Yeah. So I've, you know, I've been to Biarritz, I've been to Provence, I've been to you know, the, uh, Toulouse, I've been to all these places, plenty of time in the Piedmont and lots in Catalonia. Yeah. But I just never knew how they were all tied together. Sure. So I was planning to take a trip and, and with COVID and everything, it kept getting postponed, it didn't work out, but uh, soon. When yeah. you think about that cuisine, obviously, dishes are showing up on the menu here. Uh, I'm sure have been informed by your journey, your travels, but also what you know of the region. What are the tenants of most of the dishes there? Uh, is it seafood? Is it meaty? Is it 
What, what's what's the story of the region? Well, really, that's the beauty of it. So if you're in the if you're on the west coast, it's going to be seafood, and in the Basque part of Biarritz is is going to have all that. You're going to find that again in the French Riviera, but then in the inland, you're going to find not too far in between both of those in the Languedoc, you're going to find the foie gras, the geese, the ducks, the pork rillettes, all the cured meats. Perigord, you're going to have the black truffles. So you really have everything, and at its essence. And even in the French Riviera for, until maybe 30 years ago, yeah. you're talking about very rustic people. Sure. And, and really farm people and, and almost an animistic quality to them. Sure. So you have all this beautiful way of preserving the abundance of whatever nature gives. Yeah. So confitures and, and all this stuff. So yeah. it's really all of it, everything. But you know, as we know in cuisine, sometimes the best food is simple food, uh-huh. is is peasant food, dare yeah. I say it. I mean, cazoulet is, is a peasant dish. Yeah. It's a way of taking a little duck confit, a little lamb maybe, a little bit of pork belly, and beans, and serving a whole family. Yeah. And you wouldn't have had enough to do that. Before we get to the menu here, I want to go way back in time. When you started out as a young man, you embarked on some travels to France, yeah. Taiwan, yeah. and England. And England. Yeah, and you didn't want those places. And you didn't want to come back to America and open up a fish and chip shop. Well, I will say I ate lots of fish and chips out of uh, out of out of a newspaper, and uh, it's brilliant. And um, but I feel like if you do that, you're then kind of committing the sin of your vacation in London, you know. Yeah. And you can't replace that. No. You can't get off the Bakerloo line, walk up Warwick, make a right on your way to the to Barclays Bank and hit the fish and chips guy and hit it with mulled vinegar and then produce that in Oakland and have the same feeling. No. It just doesn't work. So I felt like, uh, while I, you know, I still think London might be one of my, maybe my favorite city in the world. My hometown where I was yeah, born. Let's yeah. go to Taiwan now yeah. and talk stinky tofu. Yeah, so that, uh, that was a revelation. I had never had any of that kind of stuff. I'd had American Chinese food. Yeah. And I landed there and my host didn't show up. So I'm in a country, I've already been in Europe, I've been places, but I've never been in a country where I didn't, couldn't recognize the language. Yeah. And so I had to learn. Yeah. And luckily, the, the, the captain and the, and, the, and, the, and the main engineer of Singapore Airlines took me around for a week. So they got me set up before I started going to school. I had yeah. a week before school. And they, they get me, they, we had mapo tofu yeah. with sticky tofu. <laughs> And it was like, I was like, I thought like a, it was horse dung or something. Yeah. It really is quite powerful. Yeah, it is. But the flavor was unbelievable. Sure. Oh, yeah. And they just said, try it. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there might have been a, a little bit of alcohol involved. And, and it was a, a transformative experience. You need that to help I the sinky tofu go down. Let's go to France now. Yeah, so here I am in France. And, and uh, I'm learning about all of the north of France and, and going to Brittany and Mont Saint-Michel and having oysters in Enfleur and this amazing, I was just talking to Brandon, my chef, about uh, uh, this hotel in Dieppe that sits over um, the Canadian beach, you know, where the Canadians landed. They still have these homages to yeah. the people that landed in World War II. Sure. And there's all these, there's, this, there's these um, roses that are the Canadian flag. And in this hotel, I have this Grand Fruit de Mer, Plateau Fruit de Mer. Yep. It's like three levels of all the things. The best. All the things. Right. And then, but the thing that's transformative, and I can taste it today, was a salmon, pan-roasted salmon, with lentils, classic, right? Mm. With a veal jus that, must, that, that almost was like caramel. Yeah. I'd never had anything like that. 
blew my mind, and I'm go- I'll make it here in the, when, when we get a little further into salmon season. People always ask me, when did you realize that food was not just something you had to eat to stay alive, but that going to a restaurant and, and join a menu could be a voyage of discovery? That's right. And it's when I lived in France for six months, on our first night, uh, we were in a little bistro called Le Campagnette in Lesay, uh, literally miles from the Normandy beaches. Mm. And I had veal à la champignon. Uh, and of course, that veal jus on top of the veal with the mushrooms to this day. Whenever I go to France, uh, anytime I can order that on a menu and have it, I have actually a few years ago went back to that little campagnette still there ordered that dish oh my gosh savored every single bite that was the dish that changed my life it's transformative yeah and i was fortunate because in my neighborhood yeah. my one of my best friends came here from paris when he was three yeah and his mother was a fabulous cook so we ate that food mm. it, half a block away were the kinzels this this french family and yeah. they babysat and she gave me french lessons so she would have a dinner twice a year for his students so we ate we got to eat very well and my parents were both great cooks so but going there and you know being in the air and the smell of the land I think it's transformative it really is you're right Uh, I mean a steak au poivre in Rouen train station oh yeah sure it's a people's thing it's 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 um, you know uh, community tables but the steak au poivre with the beautiful cream and uh, deglazing of brandy Uh. I'm 21, 22 years old. I'm just like, this is living. Yeah, life-changing. Yeah. You made your mark. Berkeley, Oakland, right there on the border, Oliveto. Yep. That's where we met some 20 years That's ago. Right. Right. A decade there, Italian cuisine. Mm-hmm. Those 10 years, how did that shift you as a chef? And what was your takeaway from that decade in that spot, that restaurant? Well, it was, it was really formative. Because I had gone to culinary school. I had worked with Andre Soltner at Lutece. Very formal French Alsatian cuisine. But to come to Oliveto, Paul Bertoli was the chef. And Mike Tusk was the chef de cuisine. And Chris Fernandez was his co-chef de cuisine. Let's let's, let's rattle off those names one more time. Yeah, so Paul Bertoli, Mike Tusk, and Chris Fernandez. Amazing. So the beautiful thing about it was this was the first time I was ever in a restaurant context where it was northern Italian food as I knew it. Yeah. Because my parents' best friend was a priest from the Piedmont of Italy. So I didn't eat American Italian food. No. We ate the that. Real thing, the real deal. That stuff, yeah. So, but what I didn't expect, and I should have on my first day as an intern, uh-huh. I, uh, they were doing dinners for Richard Olney, who was there, yeah. on the, and they were celebrating the, the publishing of his book about Lulu Perot. Who's, who owns uh, the Domaine Tampier with her husband, Lucien, yeah. of Bandol in Provence. Mm-hmm. So what I didn't know was the Provencal impact yeah. and Richard Olney's impact on Paul Bertoli. Yeah. Paul wrote the foreword to his French menu cookbook at, on the reissue mm. and Mike's influence. So I got brought in immediately to a discourse where it was Northern Italian food I was very comfortable with. Yeah. And then all this wonderful cuisine bon femme food sure. of the south of France. Yeah. And that's where Richard Olney really cut his teeth. Beautiful Richard Olney. And so uh, that really became a formative thing um, in my cooking. Because it's very much elemental cooking. Like, what is the key thing happening here? Uh What is the most important thing? And then let's not not garnish beyond that for any frivolous reason. So the less is more philosophy almost? Yeah, and also, but but not in a minimalist way where you're saying, but, but making sure 
that we're only whatever the main idea is yeah. that anything we do is is additive sure um, in either a harmonizing way or a contrasting way right but let's not just put things to put things yeah sure you know yeah which and, a lot of chefs can do <laughs> yeah and, and 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 there's a lot of eye appeal to that and we yeah. are in a visual culture we are and things are deceptively simple but if you close your eyes you just said it when you talked about that Ville au jus, Ville au champignon. Yeah. So you close your eyes, you can taste that. Oh, I can. And that's, but that's not stacked up to the sky no. or... Very simple. Very simple, yeah. but you'll never forget that flavor. Yeah, the best flavor. Yeah. Uh, Duende. Yeah. Part of your journey. Yeah, so of course, when I went to do my first thing, I wanted to honor my father's culture. Yeah. I thought about a French bistro, but I'm like, I got to do my father's culture. And I'd never done that in a restaurant. Yeah. I mean, I'd put things on Olivetto's menu and given them Italian names, sure. but I'd never really done that. And so it was a wonderful challenge. Again, a torture. Mm-hmm. And Duende, you'd never, you could never name a restaurant Duende. What's behind that name? So that, a Duende is a naughty or nice leprechaun in Spanish folklore. But that name was given to me by the great MacArthur Genius Grant Award winner and, and composer and saxophone player John Zorn. Yeah. And it's the Garcia Lorca uh-huh. Duende which is the evocative spirit of creative expression as understood by the flamencos. Yeah. So, and by the way, if you front it, mm-hmm. you might as well have your head roll down the street while you're yelling. <laughs> so I would never name a restaurant that because it would be so unbelievably pretentious. Mm-hmm. You'd kill yourself. You can't do it. But John named it, so I did. And by the way, I love that when you mentioned leprechauns, you looked me right in the eye. Of course. That's the Irish part of me. Well, I identify. I just... uh, brings us here, the 510 Oakland. This is home. So for you to have a new restaurant, a new opportunity here, uh, set the scene for us. Uh, Occitania, tell us where we are and what will people discover when they get here? So we're on the corner of 24th and Broadway in the same building as the Cassell Hotel, catacorner from the great Oakland Y. But you walk in and you really could be transported to any great city and yet you would still know you're in Oakland because this was really built by Oakland architects Oakland, Oakland Bay Area contractors, Oakland artists that are all friends of mine. So Sam Strand did the mural, Peter St. Lawrence uh, did the, did the, um, did the uh, uh, sculpture, Ramona Downey, uh, who owns Bottom of the Hill and has her loft in West Oakland, did the, did the uh, work on the, um, on the tapestries. ArcSign is an Oakland firm. All these people, uh, other than Ramona, I didn't know her yet, worked on Duende. Yeah. So we basically said... Okay, if at Duende, mm-hmm. we get to the light by going through the shadows, let's flip the coin and let's get to the shadows by going through the light. And it's always a personal journey. Yeah. Because nobody really wants to get deep inside and find out what's going on. Sure. At Duende, you can't help yourself. Yeah. Because you're hit with it. And here, you're fooled into thinking you're having something and then all of a sudden you get deeper and deeper anything you want to engage with. My first visit here, excited to try the food. But I'm thinking about this, Chef Paul. You know, you open a restaurant, most people think, as a chef, you've got the menu to worry about, staffing, <laughs> the bar program, but there's the design part, and the aesthetics, the vibe, all of that, and your eyes light up when you talk about it. Where yeah. does that come from, that excitement for this part of putting a restaurant together? Well, so, for me, restaurants are, are inconsequential. I, it's what I do, it's not who I am. Yeah. But if I'm going to do one, there has to be a torment, a reason. Yeah. And so that goes from the very beginning of finding what is the restaurant going to be about? Does it need to exist at all? 
Mm-hmm. Do we need another restaurant like that or, or, or a restaurant like that at all? Yeah. And then working with my – I have long-time collaborations with all these people I just mentioned. Yeah. And I collaborate with them all the time, sure. not just on a project, yeah. on their projects, on life. Mm-hmm. We sketch. We send each other text ideas. We're constantly collaborating. Isn't that a beautiful thing where you get to that point in your life because you have history with people? Yeah. Uh, you get to work together. You get exactly. to choose who you want to work with. Exactly. And you all lift each other up as you go. Right. And so I want to be in a place for 12, 16 hours a day, whatever it is, yeah. that animates me. Mm-hmm. And gets me excited, but only, only in a sense that it's something that gets brought to life by the people that come to work there yeah. and by the people who come to eat there. Now, I don't know how to describe this, but part of me feels like I'm walking into a Picasso museum or maybe even a, uh, a, a, a Gaudi museum yeah. in Bilbao. Absolutely. Uh, the, the, this, this place, the space has many, many things. Uh, and I love that it's in Oakland. Yeah. Uh, and I love that, as you mentioned, yes, we know we're in Oakland, but this could be a spot you could find in London, in Madrid, uh, in Rome. Who knows? Uh, let's talk about the menu. Well, one last thing, though, because yes. you mentioned something very important. Yeah. Uh, all those things are true. And as we mentioned earlier, there are a lot. There's so many different things that we drew upon from French culture, French architecture, and French art and poetry and sculpture. But none of it is didactic. So you don't walk in and see big Robert Duaneau photographs or Eiffel Tower. Nothing that says this was my 80s trip to Paris Bistro. But it's there. So that's, that's, just, that's kind of the final thing I wanted to say about the design. Yeah. And then the menu. So now you ask about that. Yeah. So the menu, again, this region gives us every possibility regardless of any growing season. Sure. And we get the most amazing seafood from Monterey Fish. We have great local growers within 100 miles of here that I've been working with for 25 years. So we have everything we need to draw from this region and then improvise and extend the form beyond. So that's very, for me, that's super exciting creatively. I know that at Oliveto, you had the truffle dinners. Yes. Uh, that the were legendary. The, the pork dinners, dinners, seafood dinners. All that. Uh, as you look toward a plan here and a vision here at Occitania, do you plan having some of those uh, sequence dinners, special dinners, themed dinners? Is that down the road? So I probably won't do that, and I never did it at Duende, yeah. and, the, and people asked me to do it, yeah. but the reason I didn't do it is what I saw, that was a really fun thing to do, yeah. and for me it was a creative, I mean, sure. God, I'm like a pig in slop having yeah. a blast. <laughs> but the problem is, for me, yeah. I believe it teaches people to come when you're special. So I've always decided any day could be a pork thing here because we're going to break down pigs. Mm -hmm. Any day could be a fish dinner here because we're going to break down the best seafood we can get. So what I want to do is have any night be as special as another. That said, we'll do things with music. We'll do things with dance. We'll do things with wine. Mm -hmm. And we'll do some some event dinners. But they won't be things that trigger you to say, only, oh yeah, let's come to Occitania yeah. because they're special right now. And I'll only go for that truffle dinner, right. that third, yeah. you know, and week of... And those dinners were iconic. Yeah, I mean, it was sure. really brilliant. Yeah. And it was really fun to do. Yeah. But I feel like when it's truffle season, we should just have truffles on the menu. I like anything with piggy part, chef. <laughs> Talk me through this lovely salad before me. I smell piggy parts. I see piggy parts. 100%. Yeah. So this is the classic Lyonnaise salad which is a little outside of the Occitan region, but we're going to have it. Um, and so the, the basic core of this salad, or lardon, which are the piggy parts, it's basically bacon that's been boiled first and then crisped up, and then um, 
but it's quite thick. So you would really get the fat and everything. Yeah. And then there's a nice vinaigrette made with sherry vinegar and a little banyuls for sweetness. Frise is classic, the poached egg. And then in Lyon, you'd have the, the caramelized onions, which is very hard to do without making it goopy and clunky. So, and it would have croutons. Yeah. So rather than doing that, I crisped at very low temperature, like fried onions at super low temperature, so they stay nice and crispy. So you get that crouton-like element, and you get the onions, but you don't have to deal with gluten. Yeah. You don't have to deal with all the other elements, and then that's how we kind of did it. And that's you don't have a goopy, clunky portion on the menu, do you? No. Not one. No. Good. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to explore the menu, Chef. Uh, what else should people uh, be excited to try and taste as they look at the menu here? Um, how would you describe it? Well, I will say there's about maybe 15, 20% classics. So there'll be a steak frites, which is, of course, a Belgian dish, but has become a French thing. Um, there's a soup d'oignon, like the French onion soup, with a take on it that I think makes it better. And then there's this salad. But then we do our own charcuterie, uh, sort of inspired by the region. Yeah. So there's a, there's a, a veal terrine with sweetbreads. Mm. There's a smooth pate. There's a pork riette. We'll do duck riettes and confits and things as it gets a little cooler. So th- there's all these things, but plenty of elements from Provence on the menu right now because we're in summer. And one dish from uh, sort of uh, as an homage to the Biarritz in the Basque Country. An That's oyster right. and, and sausage dish. Did you say oyster and sausage? Yes. Critical. Critical and Biarritz. Mic drop right there, chef. <laughs> I'm so excited to, uh, to eat here tonight. Uh, so thrilled to sit and have time with you. Uh, and I just have to say, you know, to any restaurateur, you got through the pandemic ish we hope <laughs> yeah, so far, so uh, but it feels like freedom yeah. uh, and yet here you are back at it opening a new restaurant <laughs> you know you've been punched you've been hit you've been knocked down but you get up again and you're still doing it what drives you well I think it's the creative expression and, and it's, it's, it's what I do I, I sort of need to get that creative monkey off my back so I'm compelled to create and this is the place that I do it that also affords me a living and affords me to hire beautiful people and collaborators and have fun. So I thought about it during the pandemic. What would I do? Would I go to the Googles of the world or do something? I just couldn't see myself doing it. So I thought, I'll go down swinging, Liam. <laughs> I'll go down swinging. We'll go swinging together. You get the last word for those who've not been to Occitania. Why should they come? How do they get here? Especially those folks who live other sides of the bay, across the bay and different corners of the Bay Area. Yeah, so it's easy because you can get here via BART. Uh, we're just a few blocks from the 19th Street BART station. Uh, it's easy to drive. There's great parking in the neighborhood. And, and I think you ought to come if you're interested in a different take of, on a French bistro in this country, where it's not just the classic only stuff that you see many, many wonderful places, but you see everywhere. You're really going to find something where we're digging deeper into a particular part of France and, and the food will always evolve and change and be delicious. Raising a glass to you, my Good friend, you, Chef Paul Canales. To both of us. I wish you much success here. Thank you. In the 510, friends, do yourself a favor. More on Chef Paul's story and Occitania. Uh, all the info you need to know at kcbsradio.com and click on Foodie Champ. More piggy parts, please. Coming right up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 